folks, welcome to another podcast episode. I believe this is episode number seven of Metal Mastermind. Your host, Jason Stallworth, and co-host and co-founder of Metal Mastermind. Ken Candelis. Welcome, up, everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm doing great, man. Um, it's good to see you again. And yeah, this you is, too, man. Uh, this has been a, a pretty good streak for us, and I feel like Metal Mastermind and how we're uh, growing as a community, how we're growing as a as an entity, it feels uh, we're putting out good stuff there. And I hope everybody is uh, enjoying the kind of content that we create uh, comes from just what we are and who we are. And this has been something that we've been wanting to do for a long time. I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah. And, and it comes from Ken and I are both, uh, we're both heartfelt creatures here. So we, we truly, when we say we hope this stuff helps and it resonates with some of you, that's our goal at the end of the day, that's our goal. Um, so we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today, what's, what's our topic, man? Today's, it, today's a tough one, dude. It is, uh, uh, it definitely hits home for, for, for me and I'm sure for you too, Jason, but uh, we're talking about perfection and uh, versus what it means to do something that's just good enough. And yeah. uh, after that, we're going to talk a little bit more about house cleaning, mental house, mental cleaning. house cleaning. Yeah. I got, I got some meat and potatoes for you guys today. This is uh we're trying to top episode uh, the last episode. Cause that was that, that episode. And I'll just interject real quick here. That episode kind of really started defining our podcast. So, um, yeah. but so we're, we're trying to top that today, but this is uh, this is kind of an overflow of that. So, Ken, I'll let you kick it off, man. Perfection I, versus good enough, dude. I mm. mean, like, you know, the entire ethos of Metal Mastermind has always been uh, helping you to become the modern metal musician on stage, in the studio, and in life, right? So yeah. our podcast, I really feel, uh, addresses those last portions of the ethos uh oh it does by by modern guys by modern real quick we don't we don't mean just modern metal style we mean like modern like you know making music today and that sort of thing so just absolutely (laughs) yeah uh and you know what man because we have we have so much freedom as an indie musician uh you know we can tie this back to a couple of our other episodes before uh making music without somebody over your head saying when there's a deadline for it perfection mm. can really set in for the long haul man oh yeah yeah you know, it's gonna it's gonna take some discipline actually because you're talking to a guy who's been working on his album for like eight years now and yes it's gone through a whole bunch of you know drama and obstacles and i'm not you know, upset about where I'm at with the project, but it is taking much longer. So when do we stop? When do we yeah. stop? When do we say, okay, this thing is just done because there's like a <laughs> saying that an artist is never truly done. And that's probably the most truest statement I can think of when it comes to making music and art. What are your thoughts, Jason? Well, I, I'm in your boat too. There's an album I've been working on called Overcometh, uh, and I I purposely put it on hold so we could focus on Metal Mastermind because I started around that time that you and I really started uh, creating courses and, and putting courses yeah. out there. So I shifted focus. I'd already had Cameron Flurry, uh, some of you guys know him, a really awesome metal drummer out of Canada. He had already laid the tracks. He did the tracks for my masterpiece album, 
and the tracks he he created for uh, he he you know and of course he's recording this is in his home studio uh which is like set up for recording drums he's amazing um i'm excited because the drums are like that much better on overcometh but again it's been two years now and it, it's you know I, I recorded the album with a seven string guitar midway through i decided i didn't like what i wrote or all of what i wrote so i re-recorded everything with my six string guitar uh some of you know the struggles i've had with my seven string i'm actually parting ways but that's a that's a conversation for another day um <laughs> you know, first world problems right uh, you can't decide what guitar you want so uh in any case so and, I, and, I, and i've almost gone back and re-recorded the rhythms again but i stopped myself i'm like no no what you have uh, is good enough and what i mean by good enough it's good enough to release it's the rhythms on what i have for the album is good enough to put the pencils down let's now move on to the vocals and so forth right so uh i think that you know you you can't confuse good enough with sloppy work right that's right. not what we're talking about we're not you know, okay well i just can't get past this point it's kind of sloppy so i'm going to put it out there anyway uh, so there's a fine line between that and good enough to get out there and say, you know what, this is where I'm at. Uh, I'll, I'll say this real quick too. I I believe perfection is almost a myth, and not that we shouldn't strive for greatness. We should, but the idea or the concept of perfection, a lot of times that will keep you from moving forward and putting it out there. You'll be like, oh, it's just not where I want it to be yet. It's not perfect. Well, I feel like we use that sometimes as an excuse not to put ourselves out there you're absolutely right we have perfection as this that's actually the biggest obstacle i think yeah. to any creative endeavor because you know it'll be maybe perfect to somebody else but it won't be perfect to you uh there's it's a subjective thing too it's not something that is a universal concept in the in the sense that okay this is now perfect for this person and it's not for this person. Uh, and sometimes I feel that perfection, when you're in the midst of working on something, it's a way for people to just keep moving the goalpost. It's like yeah. you get to this part and then you're just like, okay, now that's done. Now I could just refine this just a little further. So you move the goalpost a little further ahead and you just keep trailing. And it's like chasing this carrot that's on your stick <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm talking about uh like those that. are those are kinds of things that i believe that perfection are you know equivalent to and i i know <laughs> for what i'm doing it's when i get to this part and this actually happened recently where i said because uh, I, I was thinking about getting this vocalist on, on on my album and it's a great talented vocalist but at the at the moment when i was just working on my music. I said, you know, the vocals that I did, because to be honest, like I always never, I always consider myself as just like a drummer and a composer. Uh, as a musician, as a vocalist, like I never really put myself in that position. So in this new album, uh, I've, I've done that. I actually have put myself more as a forthright like vocalist in this. And then I was just kind of like, in a sense, doubting myself. And I said, okay, I need to get somebody else who really does like metal vocals. And, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, I you know, totally I, I've, been, I've been listening to this album as it's been developed for years now. 
And uh, I've always just kind of enjoyed it with my vocals on it anyway. So I said, that's actually good enough for me. I said, this is, I have to call it that this is it (laughs) Uh, and force myself to move on because otherwise I'll just be waiting for another performance to be added to this, Uh, you know, orchestral, like symphonic metal. Come on. Like there's a million things you can wait on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. To get and I it like done. The fact that you're, I like you using your own vocals because because Ken, you know, Homeric is Ken Candelis at the end yeah. of the day. This is uh this is like really a defining project, you know, for you and you musically. So I like the fact that you you put your vocals in there and yeah, they're more than good enough because this is Homeric. This is Ken Candelis. If you didn't have your vocals, it wouldn't be you. Um, I had someone, you know, I'm not the best vocalist in the world. I don't consider myself, you know, uh, an esteemed vocalist. I'm not David Coverdale or Sebastian Bach or Bon Jovi back in his day. We're getting to the bubblegum. I don't like, (laughs) but I'm I'm neither. I'm I'm not Don Henley, who who I admire a lot, Brian Adams. um, But uh, I do sing, you know, you guys know I play, uh, I do acoustic solo gigs on the, on the weekends or during the week, two or three a week. And uh, so I sing and play and I'm I'm working like relentlessly to increase my quality of vocals, my range, that sort of thing. And, it, and I'm really proud of myself. I've never been a natural singer, but somebody on YouTube, uh, I think they heard a short clip I put out there. I was singing uh, that Robert Tepper song. There's no easy way out on a nice. video. And I was, I was singing it and a lot of people like the way I do that, but somebody just they just trash my vocals, you know, said something, well, you, you need to take vocal lessons and blah, blah, blah. So I, I made the decision. I wouldn't let that get me down though. And, you know, because that kind of comment can send, I ended up deleting it because I'm like, it just really has no, has no value being there. Uh, it's one person's opinion. Right. But I, I wasn't going to let that. And I say this to all of you guys to not let one person's opinion, uh, or even two, if that's the case, you know, keep you from doing what you know you need to be doing. Now, if my vocals weren't good enough, if I, if I was singing off key, okay, we've got a different we've got a different problem there. Yeah, maybe I need to learn. Uh, but you know, I'm on key. Uh, some someone might not like my tone or, or my vibe or whatever, and that's fine. That's okay. Uh, when it comes to music, you know you and I can, and all of you listening right now, you're not necessarily trying to reach the masses. You're trying to reach your specific audience. And if some outliers happen to like what you do, that's fine. But back to, back to being good enough versus perfection, there are some higher notes that I can't hit. So I don't go that, I, I don't, I don't go that route. I kind of stay in my lane where I feel like it sounds good enough for me to feel good about putting it out there and of course, you know, Ken, you know, you and I both, we do get the opinions of other professionals in the industry for our music. Mm-hmm. And if and if they say it's good enough, because these people will be honest with us, you've got folks like Michael Romeo. He will tell you, like you said, and I think in a, a podcast or two ago, he told you, you know, he gave you some hints or some pointers and, you you know, you went with the advice. So we do have people. And I encourage you out there listening make sure people that are giving you advice on whether it's good enough to put out there uh, or not make sure that they are qualified to tell you yeah. that yeah yeah you don't want to just take advice from anybody i think no. it's important to check your sources <laughs> it is it is yeah um but for sure i i feel that everything you're saying is is absolutely true and 
I'm actually inspired by uh, artists like Devin Townsend when yeah. they say, uh, you know, I don't know how to sing. I just do what's in my head and I try to emulate that. <laughs> and for most <laughs> of us, uh, I think we can relate to the idea that our our ideal <laughs> outcome in our head is probably maybe not a hundred percent achievable in the sense where your, your body can emulate what you have in your mind. But there is something to say about having enough of that imagination to carry forward and execute most of what you're trying to do. And yes, the longer you take to do it, maybe the more you get closer to that, but at some point you're going to grow old. So you got to have, some sort of way to exit and release this thing because otherwise it just stays you know in your in your studio forever and so we don't want to do that you don't want to be 90 years old trying to scream like rob halford right you know exactly <laughs> it's not perfect enough yet you know but no it, and it makes a lot of sense man and i'm like i'm so glad uh i'm so glad you put your vocals on on that i'm so glad you're releasing it like that because it it here's the thing guys no one can replicate what you can do, right? Uh, yep. Maybe you don't have this person's guitar tone. Why would you want it? They already have it, right? Maybe you can't sing like this person or play like this person. Why would you want to? It's already been done, right? right. Maybe you don't write a song like this. Like, I love Nightwish. I love their compositions, you know? Um, but maybe my music doesn't come out quite like that. Well, that's okay, because Nightwish is Nightwish. I am I am me. And no one can can do what you can do exactly the way you do it. No one right. can. So if you're true to yourself, you know, uh, I, I love that, you know, when you're talking about with Devin, because that's how I play guitar. It's how I, I write music. I hear things in my head and I'm like, okay, well, let me let me translate this this to guitar. I hear melodies. Uh, I might hear like a screaming melody, like we're talking about Rob Halford. I know I can't quite hit those notes, so let me do it another way. Okay, let me find another way this can fit my vision for the song. And that's going to end up being, it's going to end up being you, the true who you are as a musician. Yeah, yeah, totally. You have this uh, ability inside you to create art, and it's your art. It's what's sacred to you. And we've talked about it too. Um, you have to make a decision that you have to move on that's the thing that's the scary thing it's it's actually fear that holds us back from moving on uh, that perfection is such a comfort bubble because we know that if it's not perfect we yeah. don't have to release it <laughs> so you have that's this true. mental barrier that's just like okay well if it is perfect then that means i have to release it and then you have to accept criticism. <laughs> right. I so a lot of people are afraid of that, man. That is a big mental block. And a lot of people won't admit that. So when you are, you know what I tell my students, I tell them you have to hate it just enough to just be done with it. <laughs> you, you have to be like, okay, I'm tired of just hearing this damn thing. I want it out of here now. Yeah. You have to get kind of over that. So yeah, there, it's a hump, but at a certain point, you just make the decision and you say, okay, here it is. We're, we're going forward now and I can, you know, put this behind me. 
Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to let it drag out for so long, like <laughs> my album's dragging out, I'm at, a, I'm at a point where I'm like, I want this thing to be done already. I'm at the mastering stage. So it's like, thank God. <laughs> just get That's it how out I there, feel. Yeah. My, I my totally initial emotion is just relief. <laughs> man, I feel you, man. I, I, I've got two other projects that I, ha- I, I haven't started working on them yet, but they're, they're on my mind like really heavily no pun intended uh so i really i'm like okay i just i've got to get this done i even contemplated not not finishing overcometh and like you know what i've got this other thing i want to do maybe i should just work on that because that that's the fire is there for that i'm like no let me stop myself i need to finish this because if, if i if i move forward with something else there's a good chance I might get stuck and not finish that too. Right. So, so it's like, okay, I started this, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to put it out there for what it is. Uh, and uh, well, what I'll say too about perfection versus good enough is at the time you're doing certain things like writing your progressions, recording the keys, the guitars or what have you, uh, you're capturing a moment in time. So, you don't want to ruin that. You you don't want to necessarily take away from that because again, right. we can go back to our music and say, well, man, I wish I did this differently. Maybe you add to it, maybe you take away from it, but that initial thing that you wrote, that you recorded, that's a moment in time that you captured. So to me, it's almost, I feel like I almost have an obligation to move forward with that. If that makes sense. Yeah. You're, uh, you're not wrong about that. I mean, it is literally a moment in time. Uh, it's recorded history. Yeah. And I feel as though perfection maybe is something where if you're just starting out with music now, uh, I think it's easy to get a little bit caught up in that because there's a lot of self-doubt as to what you can prove to the world. So I think over time, it gets easier. Uh, you don't. You don't struggle as much as making the decisions to know when things are done. Um, and that's a, that's a confidence thing. You, you, you just, you get better in your craft. You get, uh, you know, you have some already some history to show for it. So uh, down the line, just know that music, it, it gets better. It gets better. It, it's, but it's a long grind. Uh, so you have to just be patient with yourself. And this stuff will come naturally uh, as you move forward. So just don't be discouraged if right now you feel as though that the music that you're creating, it's not perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be yours. It has to be, uh, you know, you don't want it to be low quality either, but you want it to be great. And it doesn't have to be unrealistically great. It could be just good enough to make it happen. And that's more than anything. One of the ways that people just succeed in life is that they just have to keep moving forward. They don't just settle for perfection in the moment because they know that if they do that, then that just will not create any progress moving forward. So it's, something we just got to get over and perfection like you said is a myth it's not it's not real it's something that we put in our minds yeah yeah, as a concept and it's a way for us to give an excuse to move the goalpost 
And if you look back at uh, or listen back rather at some of the older albums, and, and guys, I, I let me preface by saying I do not want to get into the older music because so much better than new music because there's a lot of great metal out there. I think you just had to dig for it because there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, and, and to that point, I was listening to Siren. You, you know, I'm great friends with the guys in Siren, uh, the metal band. They were popular, uh, kind of up and coming back in the 80s, but never really launched. Found out they had a fan base after 30 years of being apart in Germany. So um, and anyway, so, so they're back to making music again, you know, after 30, now 40 years which is phenomenal. I'm, I'm good friends with Doug Lee, the singer, and, and Ed Aborn, the vocalist, and, and, and I know the guitar players. Uh, but I put their whole album, their latest album, A Mercenary's Fate, which is amazing. I put that on my iTunes, and then the stuff that started playing after that, there were bands I've never heard before. So that none of them were, I know metal's not really mainstream, but we do have our familiar, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, you know, Emotion, all these bands that we, we know. But some bands started coming on, some artists I'd never heard of. I'm like, there's some really cool stuff out there if you do some digging. So I, I don't want to go down the path of good, uh, of, of older music versus or being better than newer music because it's not the case. But the point I wanted to make before I made that point <laughs> uh, was that when you go back and listen to, let's say, Kill Em All by Metallica, that was not a, a polished record by any means. There were a lot of parts where the guitars, both guitars were, were slightly off a little bit, but it was good enough to make the album. And actually, to me, it was that good enough made perfection because it gave the album life, you know, yeah. and there was so much energy, man, that that movement back in the 80s. And again, I'm not I'm not living in the past here, but there was an energy uh, in that era with heavy metal because it was kind of a new a new thing and people were kind of uncertain and they're like oh what is this oh i love this stuff you know people find it started finding their identity uh through heavy metal music so you know you can't you you don't want to polish things up so tightly that it takes away from that moment in time that you created it right so again there's a very fine line between you know, what we perceive as perfection, which again is a myth, uh, but or, or I'll say good enough versus, OK, this is awesome enough. Right. There's there's some lines there. Yeah. I mean, take a listen to like early priests no uh, or, or even early Iron Maiden. Like you've got these guys who have established a sound over time. It's not something that was, you know, you didn't get the sound of number of the beast right at the beginning. <laughs> Right. It was something that developed. So uh, you just if you're if you're talking about your heroes. Yeah. I mean, listen to their history. That's yeah. that's a great way to show you progression right there. Artists change over time. And yeah, they get more polished over time. We always see the end product. We never see the makings of that product unless they make it behind the scenes. But even then, you're not there. You're watching what was there. So right. if you were there in the same room as James Hetfield trying to write, you know, and, and justice for all, or even before then, you know, the, the album of kill em all, that's going to be a different James Hetfield and kill em all than what he was with and justice for all. Yeah. And even, you know, more different when you start getting to master of puppets, you know, all that stuff is, it's a, it's a progression of somebody's growth 
in their maturity and the time that they spent and their experience, it's, it's always going to change. So yeah, we can't, we can't get hung up on that. So Jason, how do we, how do we uh, then start to prevent getting down those pathways of you know, channels of thought, I should say, what are your, what are your thoughts on mental house cleaning? Well, first, and this ties right into it, I think we have to give ourselves the permission to evolve and grow. And that that's very powerful because, as you just mentioned, you know, people like James Hetfield, okay, kill them all. He was in a different place, different time in his life than the other albums and, of course, what they're doing these days. And that, and that goes true for, for any band out there, whether they're known by the masses or whether they're just they've just been an underground band for many years there's a lot of bands out there it's been playing for 30 40 years and you'll probably never hear about them but they do have a small fan base maybe small enough to make a living off of uh but we we do evolve as musicians um even even if we say we're staying true to our heavy metal roots or true to this or or whatever subgenre i've heard this about thrash metal bands and i've said this like you know, bands like Death Angel, um, you know, they have stayed true to the thrash metal scene. But then I had to had to start thinking about well, what does that really mean? You know, uh, there right. there are some elements in thrash metal that it, it, it's just that. Right. And they have remained true, but they've also evolved. In other words, you would never want a band like uh, like Metallica to make another album just like Master of Puppets, because right. it wouldn't be the same. You know, it just wouldn't sound right. So. You have to give yourself permission to evolve and grow as a person, as a musician. Uh, and this this really should prompt you to put stuff out there. Hey, you know what? It's good enough. Let's get it out there so that I can evolve and grow from here. Okay. And in many cases, I mean, a lot of times people will go through the backlog and hear older albums they like more than the newer stuff. I mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of a theme these days, you know. I know we're talking about Metallica a lot, and I don't mean to harp on them, but how many metalheads do you know that prefer the older Metallica over the, the recent albums? I mean, that's always a topic for conversation, you know. So that shows you right there that just because you're writing something right now and you're talented, right? We need to, you know, kind of touch on this. Make sure you have the chops. Make sure you can sing on key, right? Make sure you can play the drums on time and your rhythms are tight. Okay, you need to be at a certain level before you just, you don't want to throw junk out there. That's the other side of this whole thing. Uh, make sure those are up to speed. But once you're confident in that and confident in applying that to the music that you're writing, I think it's good to like get to that point where pencils are down. We're putting it out there and we're moving forward so that we can evolve and grow from that experience. So I think that ties into getting into mental house cleaning, making sure, uh, again, that you allow yourself to grow, allow yourself to evolve. Yeah. You're, uh, when you, when you said, um, you know, creating, creating music and, and feeling confident at a certain point about your musicianship, um, I only have one disagreement and I feel that okay. it's, it's not necessarily, you have to feel 100% confident. You just have to go for it. You just have to make it in some way, shape or form that you're capable of, because that's also something that grows over time. And in, in a sense, 
if you just want to make music, then that's what you should be focusing on and trying to make the best music that you can make. It's not going to be necessarily the greatest music you'll ever make in your life. It may be or may not. <laughs> but the point is, is that you're just taking the initiative to make it. And that is, is that, that confidence just grows alongside that. Um, and then when you're, when you're trying to also keep moving forward, this question comes up with my students too, is like, well, uh, you know, I, I'm struggling to make my first album because I don't know if my stuff sounds original. And that's a whole other thing that we can get into. But you know what I tell my students is when I was making my first album, I, I didn't know what kind of sound it was. I just made what sounded cool to me, right? That was just my focus. I, I thought this was a very cool sound and I experimented a lot with different genres and Homeric, the first album, it's, it's notable for being a uh, very worldly in its, um, <laughs> in its styles. It's got like a whole bunch of different things like Egyptian, Celtic, and flamenco, all this kind of stuff. Right. And one thing that I remember uh, someone telling me that when they listened to it, because I didn't know, they just said, you know, when your music comes on, I know it's Homeric. And that was a big moment for me, which was like, it's huge. Cause I was like, okay, why? <laughs> and they said, I don't know. There's just something about how you write your music that makes it Homeric. And I think one of those things was how I do my transitional elements in my music. It's it's because my my genre is like cinematic metal now. That's how <laughs> I've come to discover that my genre is cinematic metal as its as its own niche. But when I was thinking about this in the beginning, I was like trying to figure out what I would call it, and I was like, okay, it's definitely symphonic metal. But uh, and then I said, okay, I've got like some progressive metal elements going on it too. So I've got this. Because uh, everything kind of changes and it's all long form. It's not necessarily a like a quick verse, chorus, right. bridge type of tune. So I said, okay, maybe it's like progressive metal too. So I said symphonic, progressive. And then I said, uh, oh, what kind of vocals and styles are we blending with this? And I was like, death metal. Okay. So I said symphonic, progressive, death metal. That was my <laughs> that was my genre. And I was like, okay, I don't know how accurate maybe i felt like at the time it was accurate but over the course of time you're you're, you're thinking about it and you, you tell somebody and you're just like oh yeah it's symphonic progressive death metal and they're like how does that mean <laughs> what is that <laughs> what is that man <laughs> and uh it wasn't until i really started to work on the second album where all of those influences that i made in the first album those different styles and the instrumentation i realized that yeah it was my approach to how i orchestrated and did transitional elements and created these movements in my music that that was what made my music original and so moving into the second album i became more aware of that and i compounded on that skill to make this the most cinematic thing that i've done in my project. So this is 
something that I feel is actually a way of clarifying what it is that you do. Uh, but you don't know that until you just take those steps forward. So, because Jason, at the same time, we can, we can get hung up on perfection on our skill sets too, right? We can say, okay, uh, I'm not ready to record yet because I still have to perfect my guitar skills, you know? (laughs) So the, well, I mean, if we're going to circle back real quick to confidence, and I, I totally understand what you mean. I guess when, when I say confidence, um, I, I feel like you do want to be at a certain level if you want to, you know, perform and record a certain style of music. Uh, if if your guitar playing is sloppy, you don't want to put that out there, right? You don't want right. to put that out there um, unless that's the vibe you're going for. But it's you know there. So there's there's an element of you know being yourself, being authentic, but at the same time. Like me, I don't want to fool myself into thinking that I can, you know, whip out these shred full sweep arpeggios up and down the fretboard on the solo when I know I'm not at the level that I can pull that off smoothly. And it's going to sound like garbage if I do put it out there. So but e- but even beyond all that, beyond all the technical stuff. Right. I think that, you know, being confident means that when you go to record that song, You've rehearsed that song because recording is is a process. Yeah. Like you, you record your draft tracks, for example, and, and that's how we write these days. Okay, I like this guitar part. I'm going to try something else here. So I'll, I'll cut here and paste this here, whatever. And then once you get it, you're going to re-record that at some point in your in your final uh, or when you start the real phase of recording, right? So whether you're recording at home or going into a studio. You want to be confident that, okay, I'm recording the song that I wrote. I know how to play it, right? Uh, yep. And, and I, I know how I'm going to sing it. Know how to, I know how I'm going to know, to phrase the lyrics, the cadence, and that sort of thing. So I guess that's maybe what I mean by being confident. Um, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to just, like, throw a bunch of stuff together. And it's like, okay, I did my best. Here you go. Uh, you know, spend some time. I guess it would be... be be proud of your work, right? Take yep. some pride in your work, you know, as you're going through this. I'm not saying you got to be some exceptional vocalist or, or you don't have to be Momstein, right? If you want to play guitar solos, you don't have to be any of those. Again, going back to everything you just talked about, be you. And, and again, this comes into the mental house cleaning, which I kind of equate to uh, to having clarity. And clarity, to me, is a choice that we make to have, right? We allow things to cloud our minds. Uh, can you know, we could sit here and just have like the worst thoughts. And, you know, Ken and I were talking earlier about how these days we're both on this page of not allowing things to have a negative impact on us and on our thoughts. There's so much going into the world. I'll say the the one evil word one time politics, right? <laughs> that gets people. If, if that's not going to move you forward in your life and what you want to do with your life, uh, to me, my personal opinion is ditch it. It doesn't mean stick your head in the sand and ignore things that are happening around you that your that your uh, your concerns or your pat or that you have you know maybe certain strong views about. But at the same time, if you sit around and dwell on these things, your mental your mental space is going to get dirty. It's going to get real cluttered and you're not going to be able to move forward with the things you really want to do because you're going to be held back by the mental clutter. So that's what we mean by mental house cleaning. And I, I think as you clean out that mental space, you can gain more clarity 
uh, like Ken, you went through this process. You know, there there are many times in in a couple of podcasts ago where you talked about you just had to micro focus on this part of the project to get to a certain point. You couldn't allow any external factors to to right. come into your mind because that's going to destroy that's going to destroy your work, right? So, uh, you know, I think that's what we mean by mental house cleaning is just getting rid of the clutter. Get rid of yeah. the clutter, you know, and it's uh, it, it ties also back to some of the other stuff that we've talked about, about uh, hustling and and trying to do um, <laughs> go hardcore. Uh, oh, yeah. These are all things that play into that. And I there are some simple things that I do uh, that are helpful to me in order to remove the barrier of clutter. Uh, some of that yeah, is just. Those, dude. Uh, one, uh, clothing. I don't, I don't have a lot of clothing. I, I tell my students, I like, I have one pair of jeans and I have a couple sweats and that's what I wear. (laughs) Uh, my shirts are simple there. There's, there's not a lot of graphics to most of my shirts. Um, usually the ones that have graphics were given to me buff from a friend or something like that. Most of my wardrobe is very simple. And so that allows me to just not really think about what I wear. And I just go out and do my thing every day. Um, another part like of my, like yeah, lot. another part of my routine is when I have, I choose the kind of work that helps me be productive for my own business on the side, which is obviously stuff like middle mastermind and Homeric. Um, my, my job on a day-to-day basis being an educator is later on in the day where the early mornings and the afternoons, I pretty much have those times to be able to work on my own craft. I don't have to worry about waking up in the morning early to go to my job to then come home and be mentally exhausted to work on stuff that I want to work on. I wake up and I get to work on what I want to work on and then I can go to, to work at those jobs. Though that's a personal choice that I've made. Um, and those are ways of being able to remove certain barriers uh, to, to getting things done in your life. And that doesn't have to be just for music. It can be for anything. I feel like also understanding what, what is your, your body clock. That's another thing too. Uh, being aware of how your body responds to things, the food you eat, the 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 time the times that you wake up uh all of those play a part into being more productive for yourself because you're not going to be i to be honest like i hate when people go like oh yeah you know you got to wake up at uh at this time in order to be the most productive person on on earth and it's like uh it that works for that person but it may not work for for me uh, not not at least the way he wants he or she wants to wake up in that time. Like I'm a person that prefers to wake up a little later in the day and then, you know, I'll be up later at night. Um, so my clock just kind of shifts. <laughs> it's not, you know, over here, it's over here. So you have to That's learn so how you are. Yeah, you have to learn how your body responds to uh, timing and then listening to yourself when your body's tired uh, and when you're mentally tired 
you know, you can't overwork yourself. If you overwork yourself, then you have no energy to do other things, uh, including your music. So, and also block out time, block out time to uh, create uh, some sort of limitation for yourself where you are able to just dedicate this time just to focusing on your craft. Because if you don't, uh, it's easy to say, oh, well, I've got this amount of time this week and uh, I'll just figure out when I can stuff it in there. No, like actually put it on your calendar, like block out the time to do this and make this part of your day happen just for that one event. That's going to totally change how you approach what's important in your daily activity in your life, because now you're giving it priority. You're not just saying, I'm just going to wing it and see when's the next time I can get to it. You're actually taking initiative to say, this is when I'm going to work on this. This is when I plan to be done with this, <laughs> especially deadlines. Cause Jay, like we are in a independent music business where again, we don't have a label telling us, you got to get it done by this day because we want to market it this time and this time. No, if you're, if you're like us, we're just making music on our own, releasing it on our own, which means we have to also take discipline on our own <laughs> in order to make sure that we get things done. Uh, that's the hardest part about being an indie musician is that you actually do have all that freedom and you have to, mitigate that how much freedom are is how much freedom is too much freedom to not get something done no well i like what jocko willing says he says freedom equals discipline i'm sorry i got that backwards discipline equals freedom you there you go <laughs> freedom is equal <laughs> discipline no. but no he, uh, he, he, he said it several times and that's become a famous quote that uh you you have to be disciplined enough to put in the effort put in the work like we've talked about in prior podcasts uh, and with that discipline will come that freedom. If you're disciplined to learn a new skill, right? If you hate your job right now and you just accept, well, this is just my life. I can't do anything about it. Uh, well, that's crap. You can do something about it. You can learn a new skill and get out there and do something, uh, whether it's music, whether it's something else. doesn't matter what it is. If you want to do something bad enough, you will prioritize it. Like you said, Ken, you know, uh, I know I'm the rest of the day after we do this podcast you know we'll, we'll do our editing and all that good stuff but i've got some time allotted for writing lyrics because i'm i'm very behind on this on this album and i don't you know i don't want to be behind on it anymore so I'm, I'm really tightening up my schedule on that so that i can finish up and you do have to schedule things uh like that i think it's very important to schedule and prioritize like you said you know you can't just wing it. it's like uh, uh i'll work on it today if i get some time and then you don't touch it for two weeks, right? And and the same thing happens, and you just never make any progress. It's uh, it's got to be something that, like we said before in a, in a prior podcast, uh, it's got to be sacred to you. You know, but it's got to be yeah, something you, you really want to do. You don't want to beat yourself over it, though, right? You don't want right, to do right, that because if you if you start doing that, then you start blaming yourself for you know any sort of lack of success for what's going on. And you know what? Like, sure, okay. But what is that going to do for you if you just keep blaming yourself? All you got to do is just readjust your path and just say, okay, so I didn't get this done. And, you know, maybe you feel a little bit shitty about that. But then you say, okay, let's go ahead and just 
shift our focus and now let's take action and how we can rectify. Yeah. Um, we gotta, we gotta start thinking as like problem solvers. Uh, we can't just, uh, get hung up on something. And that's, uh, something about, you know, being aggressive in your life. And that's, that's what we are as metalheads. We are aggressive people. We got to have look a little at, bit of that. Yeah. We have to look at what we're doing as something that has to get done. There's a absolute determination to do that. Uh, I, I always felt that in my music, I, I, I would not ever quit my music because I just feel like it's something that the world needs to hear. That's just kind of always how I felt about it. You um, can't quit it. You, you can't, you, you I can't be quit it. In, impossible for you to quit it. I it, shouldn't say impossible, but you can't, you just can't it, do it. <laughs> to me, to me, to me, my music feels like my, you know, E equals MC squared. You know, yeah. that's, that is my, my research. That is the, the Eureka of my life. Right. So sure. I have to make that happen. So if you, if you feel that way about your music, about how your music is something that, you've always felt determined to make into reality, then you have to go with that with so much fervor about this is not going to hold me back. These, you know, barriers of perfection or excuses of not being able to have enough time. It's, you just have to make it happen. And you have to make that decision that today I'm going to maybe just schedule the time in order to make it happen. Or today I'm going to execute on that time. And I'm going to also measure against how much I've grown because you can't forget that either. We come from our own sort of past experiences that help define our future, but we're always in a position in the present that, gets to choose the path that we want to take next. So just because you didn't get something done in the past doesn't mean that you can do it now. So make that decision as to this is the time. I, you know, even while you feel that moment of burning desire and saying, yes, okay, this is something I want in life. Okay. What is one thing that you can do to get closer to that and just take action on that now? Like we said in the beginning, you know, our, our strategy, we said uh, when we started this podcast, uh, I think it was the first podcast, we're talking about planning and talking about goals. You know, our, our three things, the three simple steps, and you just named them, you plan, execute, measure results. Those three things. You plan it, when you're going to do it, then you just simply execute it, right? You take that action right. and you measure your results. You know, how is this working and, and how are you growing and, and so forth? So those are important. Stick to those three things and uh, you will we believe you'll keep moving. Yeah. Any last words, Jason? Um, no, this, this is a, this is a great chat session. And like Ken and I said in the beginning, we really hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Uh, a lot of great things are coming out of these. And, you know, just as we hope you guys are growing, Ken and I, we, we both feel that we're growing as well. Uh, being a part of this with you, this isn't just, you know, Ken and Jason's podcast. It's not even just Metal Masterminds podcast. It's our podcast. Uh, so, you know, we we really hope you're getting a lot out of this. Uh, real quick, shameless plug, do go to metalmastermind.com. Check out our courses, guys. We have got uh, a lot of great options out there for you. If you're a guitar player, 
Uh, I've got several guitar courses. We've got uh, a metal vocal course taught by Elizabeth the Deuce. We've got Nick Z's, his mixing course out there, mixing producer overlord. Ken, you've got your music theory course out there. We just upgraded two of our courses, by the way, uh, metal music theory. We just added some guitar examples to certain parts of that, certain modules. Um, Nick Z's mixing course, metal producer overlord, the mixing series. We upgraded that with just an entire new section an entire module on symphonic metal so now you've got four different subgenres of rock and metal out there in his course so uh, those are great courses a lot of good stuff so head over to metalmastermind.com guys we hope you enjoyed this show and uh, as always create your own sound <laughs>